Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Well, hello. I hope that you're having a good day. We are going to talk just for a few minutes today from John chapter 11. Just a very interesting little aside note that's given there in John chapter 11 that very much relates to our glory study. As we get into John 11, you know that's the chapter that was just a catalyst for the crucifixion, the chapter in which Lazarus was raised from the dead by Jesus. And you'll remember that um, it, it is very interesting to think about the fact that we know Mary and Martha, and we remember that Mary was the one who was interested most of all in spiritual things at the time of Jesus' dinner that they had together in the home. And remember, he said to Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful. Just very interesting here as an aside that it was Mary's friends in verse 45 that as a result of the raising of Lazarus believed. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Jesus did believed on him. I just think that's really interesting. I don't know that we can draw a whole lot from that, but I would say that it's indicative of the fact that when we seek first the kingdom, we're going to have more evangelistic opportunities. We're going to be able to influence more people to believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Just an aside there. And then, but some of them went their ways to the Pharisees and told them what things Jesus had done. So the Pharisees are in on the resurrection of Lazarus here. They are, they find it to be contemptible. They find it to be a threat to their power. But nevertheless, the chief priests then in verse 47 and the Pharisees got a council together and said, what are we going to do? This man does many miracles. If we let him alone, all men are going to believe on him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. They were very much afraid of the Romans. And they knew that if there was an insurrection, if a bunch of, if there was unrest, that the Romans would come in and depose, as it were, the religious leadership of the Pharisees. One of them, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that year, said to them, you don't know anything at all. Now, Caiaphas was not a Pharisee. Caiaphas was a Sadducee, and he was a vile man. He was, uh, the Sadducees, of course, were known for being uh, sensual people, for being evil people. Um, and this Caiaphas is about to speak something profound without even really knowing what he's speaking. One of them, verse 49, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said to them, you know nothing at all, nor consider that it's expedient or better for us that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation perish not verse 51 is just an amazing passage and this he was speaking not of himself but being high priest that year he prophesied that jesus would die for that nation and he was saying a lot more than he thought he was saying verse 52 not for that nation only but that he should also gather together in one the children of God 
that were scattered abroad. Wayne Jackson said about this particular prophecy, he said, if God could take a dumb donkey in Numbers chapter 22, remember that's Balaam and Balak, if he could take that dumb donkey and speak God's reproof, and these are the words of Wayne Jackson, why couldn't he take a dumber one here in John chapter 11 and speak God's truth? And that's what he did here. He used this vile man, this man that was absolutely going to be very much a part of the crucifixion of Jesus. As a matter of fact, when we go over to Matthew chapter 26, 27, right through there, it was Caiaphas who was the high priest before whom Jesus appeared. And Caiaphas is the one that says, tell me, are you the son of God? And remember following that little discourse that that little exchange between Jesus and Caiaphas, then they spit on him. And they, it was under the purview of Caiaphas, the high priest, that Jesus was mocked and ridiculed and spit upon. This is the same Caiaphas that we have here at following the raising of Lazarus, who says, you Pharisees don't know anything. Don't you know that it's just better to get rid of this one man so that the whole nation won't be overtaken by the Romans? That's really what he meant to say. But what he said was the truth from God's word. This spake he not of himself, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus was going to die for the nation. And not just for that nation, but that also he would gather together in one, the children of God that were scattered abroad, the Gentiles, would come into this kingdom. He was speaking truth from inspiration. This was the breath of God coming through this vile man here. And what he spoke was true. It was for the establishment of spiritual Israel, the church, and it was for the destruction of physical Israel that Jesus would die. We read about that parabolically in Matthew 22, verse 7, when the city was burned. And if you want to just go and look that up, you'll, you will see there a very clear reference to the destruction of Jerusalem. Caiaphas, a Sadducee, a vile man had now been high priest for 15 years and three years later he would be deposed removed from that position by Vitullius who was the Roman proconsul the veracity of the words of God have nothing to do with the character of the person who is speaking them and we can see that clearly from this example here in John 11 of the vile Caiaphas, the one who would have a lot to do with the actual crucifixion of Jesus Christ. And by the way, God's glory was shining through his words here in John 11, pointing to the cross and God's plan, his redemptive plan was at work as Jesus went to the cross, Caiaphas being one of those who delivered him to the cross. 
this vile man was very much a, go- a part of God's plan and a part of God's glory. I hope that you're enjoying this study as much as I am, and I hope especially today you take time to think about the fact that even in our society of unrest today, God can use evil people, He can use evil events to bring glory to Himself and to exalt His people, the church. After all, we will shine brightest in the darkness, and I hope that we go forth with the resolution to do that and to bring God glory even today. Have a good one.